Welcome to Buy, Sell, Hold, the sports car market podcast. Market experts and car friends for over 30 years, Keith Martin and Mark Green have come together through their mutual love for collector cars. Keith and Mark will take you on a ride into the collector car market, talking with industry experts, helping you navigate your collector car journey so that you know when to make your own decisions to buy, sell, or hold. Hey, I'm Mark Green from the Cars Yeah! Podcast. And I'm Keith Martin from Sports Car Market Magazine. Welcome to Buy, Sell, Hold, what we like to call the essence of collecting. And this is show number 17. I want to jump into a question for you, Keith, because I saw a post that you did. And, you know, on this show here, we ask people about buying, selling, and holding. And the the big question uh, that we ask people is, what's the car you'll never let go? You've shared with me a car that you've always said, I'll never let this car go. And then, boom, (laughs) it's gone. So what is going on, my friend? Well, Mark, I, I spent 15 years collecting three Alfa Romeos from 1967. That was their banner year. So I had their four-door sedan the Alpha, and the Alfa Duetto and the GTV and a, a Daytona Blue GTV that was the best driving of all my cars. That's what Miles Collier said. I sold it two days ago. And the reason I sold it, the car I would never sell, is I realized that my time making memories with that car uh, was over. And right now I'm having trouble driving a stick, so I'm driving automatic. So I'm in a different car, and I can't go back in time and put my daughter into that car when she was 16 or my son when he was three. I have pictures of those times. I have memories of those times. If I sell the car, I'm not selling the memories. And in fact, by opening up a slot in the garage, I brought in some other cars that I can drive, and new cars make new – the cars are memory-making machines, so with my new cars, I get a whole new set of memories. Yeah, you know, this is an interesting thing, and we've uh, we've had some guests on the show here who've surprised us a little bit, going back to Steven Sirio, uh, who was our second guest, I believe. He talked about the new car he bought, which he's going to go out and enjoy and drive, and it's a brand-new Aston Martin shooting brake. And I think both of us kind of went, what? I mean, here's a guy who always drives old cars. Now, you're always into old cars, and you're still sticking with that because you just bought yourself that that Volvo, and and there's something new that's in your garage now. I don't know if you want to expose that. Um, Of course, the time you're recording this is before (laughs) the time it's showing, but um, but you know, you're right. It's these vehicles are memory makers for us, and are it's okay. I, I think what I'm hearing from you, Keith, is it's okay to let someone else be the caregiver. They can make their memories. And more importantly, it's time to move forward and make new memories, right? Yes. Also, Mark, I, this car, all my cars, I'd like them to be set up a certain way and to drive a certain way. And that always takes a year or two to get them all done. And this car is done. You know, there's nothing left for me to do to this car. And in a way, as it's moved on to the new owner, he gets a fabulous car right out of the box. Yeah, absolutely. And. With the the group of people you know, it's not too hard to sell a car. Um, and if we know it's a Keith Martin car, it's been well sorted, well driven, and it's ready to go right out of the box, which I think is a, a huge advantage. Uh, I had a Beck Spider years ago that my son and I uh, I purchased from John Wilhoyt in Long Beach, and we spent five days driving it up the coast. And I let it go years later, and I remember talking at dinner about it, and my son jumps up and goes, "What? You sold that car?" and and as I think back, well, it was the memories about that car. I wasn't using it as much. There's no top. I right. live up here where it rains. 
Right. And I said, but those memories will never be lost with us, Blake. They'll always be with us. So, uh, you know, don't worry. There'll be other cars. And there certainly were other cars, more usable cars. Uh, but I think this is a bit of a revelation, especially as us boomer folks age, uh, as they keep using in a derogatory term. I'm going to embrace the term, though. I like oh. it. Listen, um, Mark, I'll, I'll be 70 years old in December, and I'm excited. I never thought I'd get to 70. Well, congratulations. Yeah, I mean, you're here, and uh, you're still having fun with cars. It's just a different kind of fun, um, and your spirit with old cars is what drives a lot of us. I still haven't eaten a burrito in mine, but <laughs> I think about it more than I ever have, so you're a good influence there, for sure. Yeah, I think cars, you might, I think you're selling my Defender 90 and my... 12-year-old son Bradley said, Dad, Dad, don't sell it. Keep it for me. Well, that's three or four years away. And in a sense, I could sell that car and buy something different in three or four years because it, it's not like it's a Ferrari Testarossa. Sure. Yeah. You know, it, it's a it's a rig. You have to stop and say cars come and go. And I'm not in the business of buying and selling. And I'm, I don't have one-offs. I have special cars, but they're commodity cars. Sure. You other used cars. And I mean that in the best sense of the term. So I think our, our little chat here today for our listeners out there, it's okay to move on. And a lot of us get stuck. I've been that. I've been stuck in a rut because I feel like this car is my identity somehow. Um, but am I really enjoying it? Am I using it? And as time starts to compress and you realize you have less time on this planet, maybe more experiences is a better idea. And I think it is. I, you learn something from it. You know, each each time, I mean, my, my, my learning curve with the Volvo has been steep. Uh, I've got a new car coming that I know nothing about. Uh, and when, when it arrives, we'll talk about it. But it's it's exciting because I'm, I'm meeting each car has its followers are really a tribe. Yes. Yeah. You know? And so with the uh, Volvo tribe, they excoriate me because I'm not going to drive the car uh, a thousand miles at 80 miles an hour. <laughs> well, I drove mine all across Europe. Okay. Well, good for you. I, you know, I, I, I just, but it's a whole different, uh, and it's new people and it's new stories. And I really like that. Well, I think that's the most important thing. And that's what we've learned here talking on buy, sell, hold is the cars are just the catalyst to bring the stories and the people together. Uh, it's important to go out and have fun. Well, we're going to be back in a minute. We have a, a special guest calling in today from across the pond, as they say. And the UK, we're going to have a little bit of fun talking about the market over there on Buy, Sell, Hold. So sit tight. We'll be back. Uh, the team at Sports Car Market has a special offer for you, though. So listen carefully, and we'll be right back. Mark Green here. I have subscribed to Sports Car Market Magazine for decades. While I've dropped most of my other car magazine subscriptions, Sports Car Market is the one I'll never let go. It's a hold. Getting it monthly in my mailbox brings a huge smile to my face. Sports Car Market Magazine is filled with great articles and market updates on collector car values. It's a virtual treasure trove of value. Even the advertisements are fun to watch. Boy, I've got a deal for you. You're going to get $10 off your print subscription simply by using the code BSH on their website. Go to sportscarmarket.com slash BSH, use the code BSH, and get 10 bucks off your print subscription of Sports Car Market Magazine. That's a deal. That's code BSH at sportscarmarket.com slash BSH and get $10 off your print subscription today. Mark, we're back. So who will we be talking with today? 
Well, we're going to be talking with a, a guy from across the pond, as we say here, Max Girardo, uh, here on Buy, Sell, Hold. Max Girardo is the founder of Girardo & Company, where he and his very talented team offer the most up-to-date and accurate market knowledge relating to the sourcing, selling, and valuations of classic cars. Uh, they work one-on-one with a growing list of loyal clients. They help automotive enthusiasts and collectors source and sell vehicles, always matching the right car with the right enthusiast. And as a market leader, Gerardo & Company offers a unique insight into the collector car industry and an array of resources that enables them to build trust with new clients whilst also extending their long-term relationship with very ambitious collectors. So Max, welcome to Buy, Sell, Hold. How are you today, my friend? Very good, very good. Good to be on the phone with you guys. Max, let's jump right in. If you were to describe the collector car today in just one word, what would that word be and why would you choose it? Passion. I think uh, passion is, uh, is the word just because I'm so glad to say that so many of our clients are so passionate about their, uh, their cars and they love their cars. They love using them. They love getting out in them. They like to, like to be uh, involved in the hobby, the things you can do, the people you can meet. So I think that, uh, I think that passion is the word. And that's driving the market today, you think? Yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, you know, uh, we've obviously all been uh, watching the news, watching uh, well viruses and uh, and stock market results. And I and I and I I was having just this conversation yesterday. I was saying, you know, if you own shares or or stocks in uh, shares in a in a company, and if I was to tell you that um, tomorrow the shares are going to go down by. Well, I was going to say 10%, but maybe I should say another 10%. You would probably get off the phone with me, get off the interview, go, go away and quickly call in to sell. However, if I said to you that, that your car that you've had for five years, two years, 10 years is going to go um, down by 10% tomorrow, uh, I'm not saying everyone, but, but most people would say, well, it is what it is. It's, it's my car. I love it. It's, uh, it's, um, it's the one I, I have and I'm, and I'm going to keep it. So, that's just down to passion. That's just some people loving loving their cars, and and I think that's that makes a huge difference in the market compared to any other asset. So, Max, we're going to talk today about three cars in your life: a memorable pursuit and sale or purchase, a memorable sale, and a car that you would never let go of. Let's start with the pursuit. Tell us about a car that you really had to chase and that you had to have. What was the car, and how did the deal come together? <laughs> the uh, the list unfortunately is uh, <laughs> is so long um and uh, not always do you um you actually get to uh, get to the end there's uh, there's some that i'm still uh, facing i mean i i have to say the the one car that uh, for me personally that uh, i was uh, chasing was actually a lancia uh, rally car and i have to admit it wasn't one car it's uh, it was four cars together which i had known of it's four lancia deltas integrally martini livery that i had known of for at least 20 years and and they were never ever ever for sale always with the same same owner and and every year like on a friendly basis always went to see them went to see them went to see them and then unfortunately he passed away and then for the eight or nine years after that i religiously went back and i said you know one day if you do want to sell them if then uh, then let me know and it was always uh it was always an open and actually interestingly then one day the phone rang and it was, yeah, it's time the family has decided to sell the cars, the four cars together. But of course, then there was the next problem. One thing is going to someone and say, if ever you sell it, 
I want, I really want to buy it. But then when they call you and say, okay, we're going to sell it now, you've got to get the money together, which was a little bit of an issue. Because <laughs> yeah. everyone always says, oh, how did you get it? How did you get it? But actually, the difficult um, part was then known them for 20 years, chased them down. Now we've got the opportunity to buy them. But the problem is, we, I just didn't have the money to buy them. That was <laughs> the, uh, the, the problem. So I, he was very gracious. And I explained to him the situation. I said, yes, I do want them. Uh, no, I don't have the money. You just got to work with me and you've got to give me time. And then I sort of went there with my plan. Here's what I have. Here's what I'm going to sell. This is what I'm going to change around. Do this, do that. And, and I'm going to need six months. And I have to say, he was very gracious. And he said, you know what? I know you've known the cars. You've always said you like them. They're, they're probably going to go to a good home. And that makes a big difference sometimes when yeah. you are, uh, when yeah. you are going to go and get, chase the car down. And so it did, um, it worked out, I managed to sell two other cars, get some other money together, swap things around and managed to buy them. But it was very satisfying. One, not only chasing them down, two, also managing to line up all the finances. So, Max, what was the time length, time between when you first learned about these cars and when they came into your possession? How much time passed? First time I ever saw them was probably, I said 20 years, but 18 years. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> now, don't get me wrong. The first time I saw them, I never even thought I would ever be able to own them, like ever. So, and it was only when the owner passed away, you know, and then it was like a an, an eight year sort of uh, sort of slow, just slow burn chasing. But the first time I saw them, it was like, wow, it'd be amazing to have them. But but it wasn't even an option. It really was a very long process. Well, you're planting seeds, is what I always say. I chased a Porsche 911 for ten years, and literally on my calendar. Now this is back when we had day timers. We had to write stuff down. I I wrote. Every six months, call Kenji, ask about the 911, call Kenji. And, <laughs> and I did that for 10 years, and my wife would laugh at me. And uh, But you know what? Just like you, Max, one day I called him. I was actually ready to buy a Porsche 356, and I called him. I said, Kenji, I'm about to send your money to another guy for another Porsche. <laughs> and, and the phone went silent, and I'm like, what, are you still there? And he goes, okay, I'm ready. And I'm yep. like, what? <laughs> Yep, 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 yep. I can just imagine. (laughs) It just takes time. Well, let's talk about the memorable sale car in your life, a a significant vehicle that had meaning for you, uh, but something that you let go. Um, Why did you decide to let it go? What was it? Are you looking back? Are you sorry you did let it go? And was that sale easy or complicated? Uh, So for me personally, um, it was probably one of the first cars that I got. I have to say, I'm not, uh, I'm not very good or, or very successful at selling my own cars. Maybe that's good or bad. I don't know, <laughs> but I don't seem to do that. Um, very often I try to try to maybe, maybe I'm a hoarder. I don't know. Um, I did make a list of cars the other day and I thought, wow, I didn't realize there was quite that many, but I did sell a little car, a Renault 8 Gordini, which is like a, a little uh, Renault from the sixties. It was a very easy sell because from a financial point of view, just because it was the right time, right person was there. Do I regret selling it? Yeah. You know, now I look back and I think I should have, I should, why did I just keep it? Like it's, it was the first sort of sort of real collector car that I ever, ever had. Why, why not just hang on to it? That wasn't worthwhile. Having said that, you know, you sell one, or at least for me anyway, sold one to buy a, um, to buy another one. But, uh, but do I regret selling it? Maybe, um, maybe a little bit, you know, maybe no. I should have, uh, shouldn't, shouldn't have ever done it. Well, you know, in our pre-show talk today, Keith and I talked about letting cars go 
the difficulty, but at the same time, you don't let the memories go. You get to keep those, but we typically let a car go because something's changed in our life. Could be financial, could be physical. In the case of what Keith's gone through in the last year, uh, it could be a variety of reasons. When you think back to that, you talk about, well, should I keep that? I hear your voice wavering back and forth a little bit here. Uh, when you did let it go, what was the reason for that? I mean, were you ready? You wanted to move some assets to another car? It was purely to buy um, um, to buy something else, you know, to to move on to something something better, um, or what I thought at the time was something better. So I would say there was reason behind it. So it made sense to uh, uh, made sense to sell it. You know, another one that I sold was funny. Was sort of sort of the opposite. Was was I had a Ferrari Daytona and I sold that about five or six years ago. Although I loved it it was great it was uh it was rossodino so that orange color a car that i loved owning and it was sort of wow i owned a ferrari isn't that it's like it was, it was cool having said that i sold it when we started the business here you know it's funny because i look back on that one and and i think to myself should i sold it yeah absolutely it, it was a hundred percent the right right thing to do and my voice doesn't waver at all i mean thank god i sold it so i so i was able to to start this um this new venture this new business a new chapter in my life absolutely let's take a short break think our sponsors uh will be right back i've been subscribing to sports car market magazine for decades and it shows up like clockwork in my mailbox every month but what about when i'm on the road did you know that digital subscriptions to sports car market are just two dollars and fifty cents a month when you sign up with the promo code digital 50 that's less than a cup of coffee you get 50 percent off regular price just for listening here to buy sell hold plus digital subscribers receive instant access to a year's worth of back issues and the exclusive Insider's Guide, including the 2020 Insider's Guide to the beautiful Amelia Island Concourse, and all the spring auctions as well. No more boredom while sitting at the airport or on your flight. To get your Sports Car Market digital subscription at this discount, go to sportscarmarket.com slash digital50. Your order will automatically get you the 50% off. What a deal. Go and sign up today at sportscarmarket.com slash digital50. All right, Max, we're back, and I want you to talk about the vehicle in your life that today you feel like you'll just never let this car go. Maybe share a memory and experience you have with that. What was the vehicle? What was the first drive like? And uh, is there maybe a price or a condition that might make you let it go? Well, there's so many that I always think to myself, just can't do it, can't do it, can't do it. But, but I can tell you, the one that I would never, ever, ever let go is um, an Alfa Romeo, an Alfa Romeo SZ from, uh, not not the 60s cars, uh, 60s car, but the uh, the late 80s um, car. You know, the, they, they don't think they ever came to North America. They're sort of, sort of uh, in Italian, they call them il mostro because it was uh, such a, well, because it has been an ugly car at the um, uh, at the time, designed, <laughs> designed by Zagato based on an Alfa 75. For some reason, and, and and I don't know, but in the late eighties, my my father decided that it was a good idea to go buy one, of, and uh, we went to the Alfa Romeo dealer, looked at it, and of course, you know, nineteen eighty nine, it was a big boom. Everyone wanted cars, brand new cars, and and I'll never forget because couldn't get one, well, or so we were told, and and he had to pay sort of the car was like a hundred. I was in Switzerland at the time, it was a hundred thousand Swiss francs, and he had to pay an extra ten thousand Swiss francs to the dealer over list to be able to get this car new and, and and he did buy it and he cherished it for seven, eight, nine, ten years, barely driving it. I mean, almost never 
it was such a such a treat to take it out. I mean, maybe 400, 500 miles in uh, in in ten years. Um, and then I started my career at um, at an auction house at uh, at uh, at Bonham's actually at the time. And my job was to get cars for auction. And so and so I said to my dad, I said, well, you need to help me. I need to get a car on auction. He said, well, go on, sell the SZ. We never, ever use it. I drove it. I consigned it to the Nürburgring of Germany, drove it from Switzerland to Germany. I mean, can you imagine I did a thousand kilometers when, when we only had then 510 years. It sold at auction and it was gone. And then I was such, you know, God, I remember, it's like one day I could get that car back. One day I could get it back. And I told, told the story to a friend of mine. And what did he do? He, it was my birthday. And he said, I found your dad's old car, the first one that, uh, the, the one that he bought, the first car I ever saw um, in sort of my professional career. Uh, so as a birthday present, I got the phone number of the, uh, of the first owner. I went to buy it back. I paid way too much money for it. I told my friend, <laughs> what kind of birthday present is that? That's the most expensive birthday present I've ever received in my life. Yeah. Got it back and I, and I have it, uh, and I have it today. And I, and you know what? It's still, I remember a little bit. So I found some, some old paperwork we had at home and, and, uh, you know, good memories from it and I'd say you know what I don't think I'd ever ever sell it no matter what the price I mean I wouldn't have any other one and I would never sell this car either and, and the first drive was just me by myself I was never allowed to drive it before until until we came to sell it and wow. the other thing I learned sold it for, for 1500 kilometers went away for sort of 20 years bought it back with 60,000 kilometers and I paid more money <laughs> than, uh, than, than we sold it for so I've learned one thing Use your cars. There's no point keeping cars with sort of low mileage because uh, somebody else got all the enjoyment out of it, and we just ended up paying more for it. Yeah, <laughs> that's a wonderful lesson. I've said that to my wife as I've sold cars that I've babied and cherished, and I've looked at her and said, why did I save the car for that guy? I should have <laughs> driven it. Exactly. Uh, well, Keith has a bigger question for you here. Go for it, Keith. Yeah, Max, let's talk about what you consider to be the perfect all-around collector car. Not the most expensive, not the rarest, but the car that you feel you could just jump into and do almost any kind of event. What car would that be? You know, I think I think the easiest era of car is probably a car from the early 60s. Uh, certainly when it comes to, to Europe, you know, an early 60s car, you can travel in it so you could... You can easily travel in it. You might even be able to take your wife, your girlfriend, uh, your your kids in it and actually go away for a weekend, depending on the type of car. It's eligible to pretty much any event. If if a car is that era, there's very few cars that aren't that aren't eligible. There's always some rally tour. It's got a certain charm to it. It's difficult to pinpoint one car, but if, if someone had said to me, I'm gonna have one car and this car that I want to have fun with, take my friends out, decent performance. I would buy a car from Sporty Car from the early 60s. And, and that's a car that you could almost use every day, but it's so cool. It, it's sort of that era of car, I think, really ticks all the boxes. Um, so, Max, uh, Max then, I'm, not, I'm not going to let you off the hook easy here. Yeah, we don't all do right? that here, Max. <laughs> that's right, Max. <laughs> I've, given, I've given you uh, my blind check, and I've said you're going to an auction. I want you to come back with a car for me to use at these events. What are you going to bring me, Max? Well, I can tell you what, and it's not expensive at all, at all, at all, but, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let myself off the hook because <laughs> we just bought a car um, literally about three weeks ago, four weeks ago, that we are going to keep at the office for everyone to use, to go and drive around, to have a little bit of fun with, which we don't have to sort of stress out about too much. And we bought an Alfa Romeo Giulietta Spider Veloce. 
There we yeah. go. Um, yeah. And because we want a car that we can do everything with, that is fun, it's a convertible, um, it's reliable, you can drive it everywhere. So so you want sort of a, an affordable, fun car that looks good and that, uh, that you can do everything with. Well, the car that we bought for the office as our office classic car is an Alfa Giulietta Spider Veloce. <laughs> Perfect choice. There you go. Perfect choice. <laughs> Thank you. Right. Let's, let's, Thank you let's, talk about, let's talk about your business. You, you use the word passion to talk about the market today. How has passion, how has the market in general affected how you do your business? Well, I, you know, the, the market has definitely, definitely changed it. Ten years ago, five years ago, it was, uh, it was a lot faster moving. Everyone was buying cars. Yeah, because they like them, but they also enjoy the fact that they were going, um, going up in, uh, in value. And, and I think sort of a lot of people were probably getting on the bandwagon, if you like, and it's thinking, well, you know what? I'm as well buy a car. It's going up in value. Why not? It's a good thing for me to, um, a good thing for me to have. I think that, that now, certainly, I see that it's a lot more about the passion in the cars. It's a lot more people buying cars because it's the car that they wanted. It's a car that, that they have a use for. It's a car that, uh, that you buy. And as I tell all my clients now, if you buy a car today, you buy it because you're going to be passionate about it, because you like it, because you're going to enjoy it, and because you're going to love it. That's the reason to get into classic cars. And it always was. But now, now that you've taken the potential, a huge potential for appreciation out or certainly diminished it, compared to what it was a few years ago, the passion element, I think, is even uh, uh, even stronger. Yeah, that's a repeated message that we keep hearing from all of our guests here on Buy, Sell, Hold. And it held true back then, and it probably is bad that it it wavered off course because so many speculators got in the market, drove prices up, and, and it drove cars away from people at the same time. So it's nice to hear from someone like you, Max, and the past guests here, Repeat that message. If you're going to buy a collector car, buy something fun that you're going to like. Because I always say, if you're stuck with it, that's okay. <laughs> it's okay. You exactly can keep enjoying right. it. Exactly yeah. right. Yeah, exactly. Don't, don't don't be lured in by the money side of it, by the um, uh, by the profit side of it. I mean, if if it's money that you want, then then you're not buying a fashion. You're going to buy. It. You're going to park it up. You're not going to use it. You're not. You know. You sometimes we forget. People think, oh yeah, I want to buy a car that. But it's up in value, and I want to use it all the time. And I, well, it's not quite like that. You buy it because you're gonna you're gonna love it, and you're gonna use it. It's two different uh, different different things. And 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 but I think the the underlying current that most people do buy them for uh, for passion, or else you wouldn't be where we are today with all these events and all these things to uh, um, things to do with the um, uh, with the cars. So the lesson today is: buy what you love, go out and drive it, and enjoy it, and don't save it for that guy. <laughs> Have some fun with it, right? <laughs> Wise exactly. words. Yeah, exactly. How do, can people follow along with you and your company? Uh, so, you know, um, um, in the world, I'm going to feel all modern and, uh, and, and high-tech social media, of course, is, uh, is great. You know, going to Instagram, Gerardo and Co. Uh, our website, gerardo.com. Uh, sign up to our, uh, to our, uh, to our e-blasts. And, uh, and then you can keep up with everything that, uh, that we're doing in cars that, uh, we have around here, whether they're in America, whether they're in Europe, we've, we're lucky enough to have clients and cars all over the world. Yeah, absolutely. And I'll, I'll tell the listeners here, you really should check them out. Um, Max, you guys have done a really fun job with your website. I love the stuff you did with you driving the Lancia and the Christmas tree go get last year and, and all the things. I mean, you guys are having some fun. You've got a talented group of people that I've communicated with, which are, they're such nice people. So 
for you listeners out there. Uh, check it out. Follow them on social media. Check out the website. Have some fun here. You can find everything that Max has shared today on his very own show notes page, which is on the Sports Car Market Magazine website, where you can listen to the show again and again and again, all you want to hear, or you can find Max on my website, carsyad.com. And also, he's been a guest on Cars Yeah, so you can listen to another side of Max as we got into more of his personal history over there as well. Hey, Max, thanks for calling in today. Thanks for being so generous with your time. It's always a delight to talk with you. Thanks for sharing everything with our listeners here on Buy, Sell, Hold. Great pleasure, great pleasure. Uh, call me back again. I quite like doing these things. You're fun. <laughs> we will. Thank you, Max. We yeah. will. You have a great day. Take care. Hey, Mark Green here. If you love the Buy, Sell, Hold podcast, you'll want to listen to my Cars Yeah podcast where over five years I've interviewed over 1,000 475 inspiring automotive enthusiasts. You'll have free access to my guest shows five days a week. These are amazing people who share their world around cars, trucks, and motorcycles. I take a deep dive into their businesses, and they share with you how they've wrapped their passion for vehicles into their lives. Plus, go to the CarsYeah.com website and hit the free book button, and I'll email you my free filler-up book. It's an ebook filled with beautiful fuel filler fun, and inspiring quotes from my past guests. Once subscribed, you'll get my weekly blog as well. You can find all the Cars Yeah shows on CarsYeah.com or on any mobile device using your podcast app. Just search for Cars Yeah Podcast and subscribe today. That way you'll get both Buy, Sell, Hold with Keith and me and the Cars Yeah Podcast delivered right to your mobile device or your computer. Thanks for listening. We hope you have shed some light today on the collector car market. You can listen to all the Buy, Sell, Hold podcasts at sportscarmarket.com and carsyeah.com. You'll find hundreds of inspiring automotive enthusiasts on the Cars Yeah website as well. Be sure to log into sportscarmarket.com and subscribe to Keith's SCM weekly newsletter. You'll find digital issues, insider event guides, and price guides, along with our platinum database, column profiles, classifieds, and many other resources. Join Keith and Mark next week to hear from another automotive industry leader who will help you determine when to buy, sell, or hold.